boys and girls. This is Miss Kathy. We're in the middle of the Christmas season, and we thought we'd bring you some stories from Guide's Greatest Christmas Stories. After the Christmas season, we'll be returning to our regularly scheduled shoebox mystery books. Christmas is a special time of year, a time to celebrate the birth of baby Jesus, who was born in a stable. Shepherds, after being serenaded by angels, rushed over to find the baby lying in a manger. Wise men, carrying gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, followed a bright star until it led them to the baby king. What about you? Will this Christmas bring you closer to Jesus? I hope so, and I hope that the Jesus of Christmas will live in your heart throughout the year. Helen Lee Robinson, Editor It's Christmas Soon by Dorothy J. Waite Mike lay on the narrow cot and stared up at the dingy ceiling. He couldn't remember when he'd first come to the shelter. He only knew that most of his 14 years had been spent here. The people at the shelter told him that his parents had been killed in an automobile accident and that they had searched for relatives. No one had come forward to claim him, no grandparents, aunts, or uncles. Other children came to the shelter and were adopted into a family within a few weeks or months, but he was still here. Why? Was it because he was crippled as a result of the accident that had killed his parents? Or maybe he was too old now. It seemed as if everyone wanted to adopt younger children. Mikey? Mike turned and saw five-year-old Jamie standing beside his cot. Hiya, Jamie. It's Christmas soon, Mikey. Yeah, kid, real soon. Mike grinned and tousled the younger boy's golden hair. This was Jamie's first year at the shelter. Do you pray, Mikey? Yeah, sure, sure I do, kid, he answered, although it had been a long time since he'd last been on his knees. In the moonlight shining through the dirty windows, Mike could see a mist in Jamie's big eyes. When I prayed tonight, I asked God to send me a mommy and daddy for Christmas. And he will, too, Jamie. You better believe he will. A big grin broke out on Jamie's face as he hurled himself up on the cot beside Mike. Can I sleep here, Mikey? Can I? It's so cold in my bed. Sure, kid. Mike pulled the blanket up over Jamie's body and held the little boy until he fell asleep. He won't answer, Mike thought. He won't answer because there is no God, just like there is no Santa Claus. I stopped praying for parents a long time ago. At breakfast the next morning, Mrs. Bailey came through the cafeteria with a couple. They were older than most people who were looking for a child to adopt. Someone from the government, Mike muttered, checking to make sure we have a clean place to live and enough food to eat. He didn't even look up as they approached his table. Hello. Mike looked up in surprise to see the couple smiling down at him. He quickly got to his feet, knocking the chair over in his haste. The other guys at the table laughed. He picked up the chair and leaned against it. "'Good morning, ma'am, sir,' he stammered. "'And what is your name, young man?' asked the gentleman. "'Michael Reynolds, sir.' "'I'm glad to meet you, Michael. I'm Sam Johnson, and this is my wife, Nell.' Mike wiped his greasy hand on his jeans and shook hands. "'Go ahead with your breakfast, Mike.' The woman was smiling. "'We're sorry we interrupted you.' No problem, ma'am. He watched them move on, then slowly sat down. I hate being gawked at by all these big wigs, Tom grumbled. Yeah, you'd think we were a bunch of weirdos, Joey added. They have to do their job, Mike said. Well, see you guys later. Time for my bus. Seven days before Christmas. The icy wind whistled around Mike's ears. He turned up his collar and pulled down his knit cap. The cold went right through his thin, worn jacket. He thrust his red-chapped hands deep into his jean pockets and stamped his feet on the snow-crusted pavement to keep them warm. 
When the school bus finally arrived, Mike gratefully climbed up the steps and into the warmth of crowded young bodies. But all through the day, he thought of Jamie's unquestioned faith in a God who no longer listened. After school, when Mike reported to Mrs. Bailey for his afternoon chores, she called him into her office. Mike, do you remember the couple that spoke to you at breakfast this morning, she asked? Yes, ma'am. What did you think of them? They seemed nice, he replied. Next, she's going to ask me if I think they'd make a good home for Jamie or one of the others. I've played this scene before. Mr. and Mrs. Johnson are looking for a foster child. That's great, Mrs. Bailey. He looked at her brightly. You know, I bet they'd really love Jamie. I'm sure they would, but Mrs. Johnson has her heart set on another boy. Oh, poor Jamie. She really liked you, Mike. Me? Well, they'd like to give it a try. Think about it, Mike. They're coming back to see you Sunday afternoon. The boy stood very still, unbelieving. What would they want with a 14-year-old crippled kid? Mrs. Bailey sighed. Mike, why are you so down on yourself? For years you've talked about living in a real home. Now you've got your chance. Sorry, Mrs. Bailey. Mike slumped down in his chair. I guess it won't hurt to talk to them. On Sunday afternoon, Mrs. Bailey came to the recreation area with the Johnsons. They all sat down at the round game table. Mike, Mrs. Johnson began, both of our children are grown now and have homes of their own. Our big house is empty and lonely. We want to share it with someone. We'd like for you to come and live with us, Mike, Mr. Johnson said. What do you say? A lump came up in Mike's throat. He couldn't say anything. He didn't want anyone to see him cry, so he bolted from the room, not stopping until he fell face down on his dingy, narrow cot. Then he sobbed uncontrollably. He cried for the parents he had never known, for the other guys, Jamie, Tom, Joey, who had spent another Christmas in this dreary place, for the Johnsons who were trying to find happiness by offering their home to an orphan. Nothing in this world was fair. Mikey, came the small, timid voice of Jamie. Tom says you're going to go away. He said he heard some people talking today. Why are you crying, Mikey? Don't you want a mommy and daddy? Mike sat up and looked at the tiny boy. What should I do, Jamie? Huh? This is the only home I've ever known. You and Tom and the other guys are my family. You know what I mean? I wish they wanted me. I'd go, Mikey. It's Christmas soon. Yeah, you should go. It should be you, kid. He stood up suddenly and limped rapidly down the hall. Once inside Mrs. Bailey's office, he stood kicking at the carpet with his sneakers. The Johnsons were still there. I came to say that I can't go, his voice trembled. It's Jamie. He's just five years old and he needs parents. He prays every night for a mommy and a daddy. He looked pleadingly at the Johnsons. Please take Jamie. It was quiet for a long time. Finally, Mrs. Johnson spoke. Mike, wait in the hallway. Now, don't run away again because we haven't finished. Out in the hall, Mike waited for what seemed like forever. Finally, Mrs. Bailey opened the door. Mike... Please go and get Jamie. Mike's heart jumped to his throat. Yes, ma'am. He was excited for Jamie, but there was an ache of disappointment deep down in the pit of his stomach. Mike led the little boy to the office and pushed him through the door. Please stay, Mike, Mr. Johnson said. Mikey? Jamie tugged at his arm. I'm scared. It's okay, Jamie. I'll stay with you. Mike leaned against the wall, hands deep in his pockets. Mrs. Johnson looked from one boy to the other before speaking. Boys, we want both of you to come live with us. We see how close you really are, and we want you to be happy. 
It will make us very happy if you'll come. Mike looked up, not understanding at first. You want Jamie and me, too? He turned a radiant face toward the little boy. Did you hear that, kid? Will we be real brothers now, Mikey? Huh? Will we? Sure we will, kid, Mike replied. And as he smiled at his little brother, he thought, There is a God in heaven after all. Thank you, God, and Merry Christmas. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Christmas Stories, a compilation from various writers for Guide magazine, edited by Helen Lee Robinson and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. As our special gift to you, we will be sharing one of these stories every day between now and Christmas. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. 